Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Come conquer a world with us as we talk about Doctor Who and the Empress of Mars. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey there, Doctor Who fans. (laughs) Welcome back to After Buzz TV's Doctor Who After Show. Tonight, we're breaking down Season 10, or Series 10, depending on what side of the pond you're on. Episode 9, The Empress of Mars. Mm. Quite an episode, lots to talk about. We're going to break down everything about this new type of ice warrior that we haven't met before. We're going to break down British imperialism, uh... (laughs) Because that's uh, relevant to uh, 2017. Um, And uh, we're going to get into everything about Missy and the Doctor and the runaway TARDIS. Uh, I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at ThatZachWilson. I have with me today, Adrian Snow. Hello, everyone. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. It's M-S-A-D-R-I-N-S-N-O-W. And I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. T-E-R-I-J-A-Y. All right, guys. Let's jump Right into this episode, uh, real quick, I just want to get overall thoughts. What did you think of the Empress of Mars? I thought it was a it was a fun romp. It had a lot of <laughs> like it had a lot of what so I feel like proper. are references yeah. to other like episodes of Doctor Who. Yeah, um, I feel like it was a really good standalone episode. Like you, this could be your first Doctor Who episode, and you, it would be pretty interesting. So like I mm-hmm. I thought it was. Uh, fun for just a standalone non canon not non-canonical, but you know. Yeah. Overall, it wasn't my favorite episode of this season. Um, I felt like I really, after the last two-part episode, I kind of just wanted to stay on the Missy track, stay on the Master, and like all that track. Um, and so it kind of threw me off a bit. I was like, oh, I wish they had done this like episode seven. And then that two, the two part would be like eight and nine. Like let's just finish out the season with those. Um, or am I doing those numbers right? Anyways, but yeah. Um, overall, yeah, I think if if you're new to to who, <laughs> then um, I think it's a good episode that you could jump in on and be kind of like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I want to know more about it. And if you're a big like classic fan of who, then you get like the older references from the old series and the new series. So yeah, yeah. Adrian, would you say that you weren't impressed? I was not amused. No, no, you weren't. Impressed. Impressed. Oh, wow. I thought we were doing a Victorian thing. I was, okay. Queen Victoria. Yes. No, I saw what you were doing, Tara. Just, just doing a, a the sweet, Empress. sweet pun. Oh, pun. Oh, you know. Pun. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, this episode, um, I, it was fine. Yeah. Is really the way the best way I can describe it. Like it wasn't there was uh, there wasn't anything that I would even say was bad mm-hmm. necessarily about it. Yeah, it just didn't have anything that really made it anything like above average. Mm. Um, it was that it was an average episode of Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Ice Warriors, I think, usually have something good and interesting about them mm-hmm. that makes them interesting to watch. Um, 
I guess the thing that stuck out to me with this episode is just that it constantly felt like it had a point, but I don't know what that point was. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think because it was like vaguely hinting at like society, like societal commentary, like They've social done, commentary. So the other other episodes this season have done such a better job with that than this yeah. One. Well, it was like it was commenting on British imperialism yeah. more heavily than anything, which just isn't as cleanly relevant to today's world. Well, so here's what I took away from it. In that, like, last week we were specifically drawing a parallel between the monks and and essentially colonialism. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that feels like it's been a really big theme throughout this season. Mm -hmm. We had, you know, the colonists uh, who had to essentially take... Uh, make a make a peace treaty with the robots in the smile episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the monks who essentially tried to love their way into being, uh, yeah, into being colonizers. And now we have this scenario where what if the people trying to colonize were vastly inferior to the people they were trying to take over? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's you know that's a great point. Yeah, um, and like I would even say. Uh, to a point, there is a little bit of that with the whale, mm-hmm. uh, or the big fish mm-hmm. episode. Uh, just it's taking a creature who, uh, taking a creature and like just taking it for its use yeah. and not like respecting. It. So there is a con- enslaving it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. There is like an enslavement or a conquering theme to the season so far. Right. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's building like. With that, I wonder if that's building to... The master. The Well, there's the master, that's or so even, that you could even argue, like, the Time Lords without mm-hmm. uh, without mm-hmm. Gallifrey, uh, maybe they look to Earth yeah. as their new home. Maybe. And the maybe. Doctor has to face... That's a moral dilemma for the Doctor, Yeah, is what do you do when you're... Uh, race that you thought you'd all murdered, mm-hmm. uh, but now are like back to life, mm-hmm. are trying to take the place of your adopted home world that you've spent your entire 2,000 year old life protecting. Yeah. yeah. And even kind of circling it to the master, it, the doctor is in a way trying to uh, upend the master's own sense of identity and replace it with his own. Mm. Or at least his sense of morals. Mm-hmm. And so like that, on a smaller scale is happening in the, like, I guess, the bigger through line of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I hope they, they do something. Like, I hope that we're not watching, like, all this references to colonialism without, like, a payoff in the end. I think just the the way that this particular episode was structured, it was very old school, school who, um, in terms of, like, it was kind of campy, and I wasn't necessarily used to seeing Peter Capaldi in such a, like surrounded by such campy characters like at one point the the queen or the empress uh reminded me of like what's her face from power rangers oh uh rita rita and i was kind of like what am i watching how old am i so there was that weird moment of like oh this is like maybe too young because they they spent like so much of the new series kind of slowly aging up the doctor so mm-hmm. it can kind of appeal to adults who who've grown up in with it in the past and and teens not necessarily like kid kids so that was kind of a weird feel because i could tell what they were trying to do but it's also kind of like mm, this is weird it's too campy and the villain that dude the the victorian dude he was way too over the top yeah <laughs> he was 
comically. He's comically evil. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, he was like, if they Like, put- he even had a mustache he could twirl. Like, what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We should have known right from the start. <laughs> he was like, if they put Gaston in a, like, a <laughs> Doctor Who episode. Right? Like, All of it. What um, is happening? No but I kind of liked it. one betrays like Gaston. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. He was, he was a little campy. I did love, um, to go back to the beginning, I did love the opening. Of this episode mm-hmm. with oh. them at NASA, mm-hmm. I got real excited when I thought this was just going to turn into a NASA-based episode. Yeah, because um, I would love to do more with that. Yeah, with the yeah. Doctor working directly with like a modern-day NASA. Mm-hmm. I did really enjoy when he that whole when they were in the Americas with uh, Matt Smith. I was like, oh, I kind of maybe it's just me being an asshole or sorry, jerk American. <laughs> but yeah, like, I was like, I kind of enjoy that. They're like interacting with this very American themed, you know, government. Look, yeah. Stuff. Look, I got a lot of thoughts on America these days. Yeah. Uh, not all of them great. Yeah. But He's I do. With NASA. I, it is a thing. Like I always like when the, I I I do enjoy when the show of occasionally has a positive American character. Yeah. Because if you track it through, all the times Americans have shown up, we're crappy. Yeah, we're real bad people. <laughs> Might actually be true. I don't know yet. Um, but hey, like, think the about- Brits aren't doing so well lately. Okay, let's <laughs> that's, be real. That's, that's fair. <laughs> Keep your politics <laughs> off my show, guys. <laughs> Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like what else? Like what are the other times Americans have shown up? Like we had this NASA one. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Richard Nixon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, the the guy who he's actually British, but you see him as an old. Oh gosh, from the Matt Smith era, like. Ugh, the one with with River River Song, when we find out like she's had to dress the guy in the pickup truck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though they're both British, they both play Americans. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. almost every character it's on Doctor British. Who is actually British. There's Except very few who are not like who are not British actors. Yeah. Um, and, so, then, and then the the um, the West episode with with Amy and Rory uh, yeah. and the um, the little evil alien dude was the, giving them electricity. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like a Dr. Kavorki. Like, he was like a really evil scientist. Yes, yes, oh, yeah. yes, 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 um, yes, yes. Um, then the one with, uh, with Andrew Garfield, where they... Uh, oh, yeah, he was one of the yeah. few positive American yeah, characters. Yeah, <laughs> And they had, there like, the one, the one bad guy who, was, who, like, turned into a Dalek at the end was actually American. And I was like, dang it. <laughs> like, I'm like, this guy's American in real life. Oh, well. Uh, Walker the Seventh asked, wasn't Captain Jack American? Yes. Yeah. Was he? I yeah. Mean, was he? Well, well, technically, he was from another. He was planet. from. No, he's he was uh, uh, human. Was like, he was just from like the distant future. Yeah, but like not from Earth. No, I yeah. thought he wasn't from Earth. He, Either, yeah, he I was mean, we spread America, out at that point. We like spread out all over the yeah. universe, but he was still like a human. Yeah. Even though John, I mean, John Berman is. He has dual citizenship, so I think he's like Irish and American. And every now and then he'll sw- he'll flip into an Irish accent and then flip back. <laughs> That's a true thing. I read about him. Looked him. Um, the chat says he's Welsh. Welsh, oh. there we go. Or he's actually Scottish. I don't know. Chat, get it straight. Uh, he's one of those things. He's he's he he claims dual citizenship. We are way off track yeah. here. Let's get back to the Empress from Mars. Which Maybe it's just because like we don't. I don't have. I honestly don't have a ton to say about this episode, but we'll break it down yeah. into like the, the points. It's just like it's 
it was an average episode. It was like a. It, it felt like very old school. Who? Yeah. Um, it wasn't overly complicated. Like yeah. that's, that's the thing. It wasn't bad by any means. Like it's the just, Ice Warriors okay. were fun. I think the Empress was a really good character. What, yeah. what did you guys think of of the Empress? I mean, I felt like she was. Um, well, she was very big, like a very big character. Yeah. Um, her design, I really liked because um, she she felt to me like a mix of a lot of different characters um so like you could feel the different elements that were brought together you know she had the silurian skin she had the like predator style dreadlocks she had the uh, i forget what the the like spider people were but like the teeth of those people well, like she had yeah, ice warriors older than uh, at least in the Doctor Who. I don't know. Actually, I don't know that one is older. Th- they're, they're I just both mean, like, ancients. in terms of inter- being introduced within the actual show. Oh yes, mm-hmm. uh, the Ice Warriors are classic Who. Mm-hmm. Yeah, character the the Silurians actually are they also classic, classic. But the but the Ice Doctor. Warriors have definitely been featured much more heavily throughout. Yeah. Doctor Who. Yeah. Um. So I th- I think that the Ice Warrior design. In addition to the ice prince, queen, ice queen, um, the empress's design is really cool, and the mm-hmm. fact that they explain that, like, you know, their armor is now a part of who they are, mm-hmm. is interesting too. Yeah, uh, I sort of got into it a little bit uh, in the last episode that we had the ice warriors, uh, Cold War, mm-hmm. um, which is the submarine episode from two or three seasons ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked that episode because mm-hmm. um, that was like very contained. Inside the inside the submarine, but had a, had big world impact. Yeah, uh, because of the nuclear threat that they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, this like, so we get this like group of uh, miners, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, from the British Empire. The, well, they were like they're soldiers, soldiers, the Victorian, but they found their guy Friday. I was like, yes. huh, yeah, I get it, my guy Friday. Um, <laughs> um, they find him, and then he ends up taking them back, and they help him build the cheesiest named weapon ever, the Gargantua. And I was like, yep. come on. I was like, this is Mark. Did Mark write this? Gattis. Mark Gaddis? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, Mark like, Gaddis. Gargantua. <laughs> who most recently wrote the episode Sleep No More. Yeah. One of my least favorite episodes of Doctor Who. To me. And Mark Gaddis is a great writer. Yeah. Like, he wrote Sherlock with Moffat. Like, but I've been watching the last season of Sherlock recently, and I was like, there is something sometimes. I'm like, how do these actors get these lines out? Like, across the, the Moffat Gaddis universe. Like, because sometimes <laughs> they have to say the cheesiest things. Like, can you imagine Peter Capaldi reading a script and being like, the Gargantua? He probably loves what? it. He's probably like, <laughs> like Gargantua. <laughs> like, I imagine him walking around set. Just like just milking them words, no. being like gargantua. I mean, getting a sandwich, being like gargantua. That's one of the benefits that they yeah. have is that they work with really strong actors. Yeah, and like Peter Capaldi could say almost anything, yeah. and I'd be like, yeah, that thing, <laughs> except the gargantua. That was I was like, nope, that's the line. <laughs> well, because he like, almost never said it. Uh, it was these it British Victorian dudes who could not yeah. deliver that line convincingly. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like they like sort of just like skip over like real quick like Doctor Who. He explained how they got there. Yeah, they're like we found Friday, and then he told us they were jewels. So he we and we, we followed him. We yeah. followed him back. 
to Mars. What more did you need? Weirdo alien. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he's like, yo, bro, I'm gonna give you some jewels and some gold. That does speak truly to British imperialism. Oh yeah, that moment right there. What? You're weird, and you could probably kill us, but Jules will be there. Uh-huh. there. <laughs> like, um, what, what did you think of the relationship that they built between the the captain and the lieutenant? Like we we talked about, the lieutenant mm-hmm. is the wily. Uh, I love thinking of him as Gaston now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's even dressed in red. Um, and then the captain, who is a much more sympathetic, level headed person, the coward. The coward. Yeah, yeah. What Which do you guys I... think of the of that of the, those characters that, as a Duo. Um, it was fine. They didn't really do a lot with the captain. I mean, at the end, you know, they made him like the coward and, they, and that he was like had been hung and then he survived the hanging and then he like was able to make up for it in the end. But I, I guess, you know, sometimes, and this maybe this is something I've been noticing this season. I was like, the, the side characters this season have not really left an impact on me. Like, sometimes you, you watch an episode and you know they're just one off characters and you're never going to see them again, but you're like, Oh, but if I do see him again, I'd be really happy to see him again. Like we had um, Erica mm. uh, from the second of the three uh, uh, monk episodes, the scientist. Oh yeah, oh, yes. like yeah, I'd be happy to see her again. But th- th- that wasn't something that was coming up a lot this season. And yeah. this episode, I was kind of like, eh, I, I want to care more about the captain, but I just don't. I like that we got a full arc with that guy. Like, yeah, you get to see his whole life story. Yeah, kind of. yeah. I mean, he he started out as just like he's he was the one who was the most willing to give um the, give the doctor a voice and mm-hmm. try to talk it out with the empress and things of that sort. And and then you like learn his backstory, which explains why he's so um so willing to kind of give other people the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And then and then at the end, he like. You f- you realize that he only cares about protecting his men. Like mm-hmm. I really liked that character, and I, I the whole time on my first viewing, I was wondering why uh, Gaston kept being like kept trying to take over, and it's because he knew the colonel's uh, secret, mm-hmm. and so to him, the colonel was illegitimate, and so they he was basically in his yeah. mind in charge. Yeah, um, which I thought was an interesting dynamic. I think. Maybe they could have gotten to it a little quicker, but yeah, or even just uh, I, I would have loved to have spent more time with the captain because I found him to be an interesting character. But we were so focused on this like buffoonery of Gaston that he was just he was taking up so much screen time, and I kind of was like, I hate you. Like I want to talk to the other Victorian soldiers, but I did like the tooth and claw reference to the picture of Queen Victoria. Yeah, the, the, that quite a bit. This, this episode had a couple like those. Yeah, those nice little touch references. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that the ice warriors are going to go to uh, Alpha Centauri, which is a mm-hmm. very old, like cla- much a classic Who uh, reference. I would I had to look it up because yeah. I've just never watched these episodes from the seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're basically giant. Like that eye is like basically their entire upper half that mm. we saw in the screen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that gets cool. I, I like when they drop in those references. They've been doing a lot of them this season. Yeah, um, that's a Moffat. I can get tell the, it's Moffat. It's Moffat, mm-hmm. but I get the sense, like just like we were talking about the colonialism thing, mm-hmm. I get the sense that it's building towards something yeah. bigger. Um, this being like a special regeneration because of the like extra ones that he got. Mm-hmm. Um, the, Moffat's made reference to the fact that this ep- this red re- regeneration is going to be different mm-hmm. somehow. Not necessarily the, the, the talking about casting or anything, mm-hmm. um, but like something about the way that he regenerates is going to be unique. Mm. 
Um, that's okay. all. That's all they've given us. I hope um, that the new regeneration just climbs out of his mouth, <laughs> and so he like sheds the rest of his body like a like a husk. <laughs> no, you know, there's just so a Capaldi, <laughs> a Capaldi skin rug. Right? Yeah. Oh god, it reminds me of like the fly or something. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, there's one the one theory that I think is very it's very cool. That it's the idea that he has actually been dying and regenerating for like the entire season. Um, I'm not sure how much that would do to like affect it, but that like he's known that he's dying, hmm. um, and he just like has had this time. When would he, when will he when would he have taken his like death hit? I don't know. Um, no. I don't like it. Or if maybe it was maybe he died. Maybe he started dying after he took the helmet off and he went blind. But there was other stuff going on. Possible. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Uh, he did uh, that. It's possible that the borrowed from your future thing. Although mm. that was in a simulation, that yeah. doesn't mean that he didn't do that. Else, in, in another oh, in a point different ep- that we didn't see. Yeah, that we did. That was off screen. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? Yeah. Um, I don't like it. I mean, because like all last season, he was like, "I'm going to, I'm, I'm dying, and I need my will and testament." And he didn't die because, of course, he didn't. So, like, yeah. this idea that he's dying and knows he's dying, we've done it. I don't need it. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's I mean, fair. it's just it's one of the theories that's out there. Well, Zach, go on whatever forum you are on and tell them they are wrong. Tell them I said they are wrong. And then spit in their face. You heard it here first, Internet. Tari Miller, you're wrong. After Buzz TV exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> How's it feel, <laughs> audience? <laughs> <laughs> it's an exclusive. You're wrong. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, but speaking of theories, I think mm-hmm. the biggest thing that we have to like latch onto and speculate on in this episode is why did the TARDIS leave yeah. them? So like we got. Nardal and Bill and the Doctor all to Mars. Mm-hmm. They're all walking around. Uh, the Doctor sends Nardal back to the TARDIS, and the TARDIS just bolts. It's, it's not like Nardal bumped something or mm-hmm. anything, or the TARDIS was mm-hmm. in danger and it activated mm-hmm. like a because it does that sometimes. Where mm-hmm. like, oh, it's flooding. TARDIS jets out of there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just the buttons moved on its own. Yeah. And it went right back to the doctor's office. Titus is a double agent, yo. <laughs> well, what, well, they've also been toying with like that whole idea that the TARDIS has a mind of its own, of, of its own, and it takes you. Sorry, but it takes you wherever you need to go. And so I kind of feel like there must be something bigger on the horizon if the TARDIS feels that it needs Nardal to go back and bring Missy out. <laughs> like I'm like, that's insane. One the of only the way the TARDIS knows all of. Uh, time yeah. and space. Yeah. Because, mm. I mean, it had to have gone back only for Nardal to get messy. If, if it wasn't just about messy, then he wouldn't have been able to get back. Yeah. You know? I have... My theory is more about the fact that there's the whole, like, I guess, bootstrap paradoxiness where, like, the Doctor seeing the God Save the Queen went back to find the origin of the God Save the Queen and ends up being part of it. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like the TARDIS, knowing that aspect, returned so that there was no way that the Doctor could leave so that those act- those series of events could take place. Hmm. That's fair. Have we toyed with the fact that um, 
when the master was originally introduced, he was introduced at the end of the universe, and we have no idea how he got there. So maybe we're actually setting it up to where we're bootstrap paradoxing it, where it ends up we get the master placed at the end of the universe and That's as that old man, and then he has to come back and, and interesting. That's so, mm-hmm. like in that theory, here's a, here's a clarification point: Has Missy ever referred to the events of the John Sim Master? No. Is it possible that Missy comes before John Sim? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, no one talks about Davies era stuff, really. River yeah. Song, but I mean, that's Moffat as well. Like, right. yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, she f- featured more prominently in Moffat's mm-hmm. run than anything, and that was his episode. Mm-hmm. Or Tooth and Claw uh, was actually referenced. That picture of Queen Yeah, they do, they do make so they reference do small. to it, but mm-hmm. like, yeah. I don't know that they've ever done any specific call-out to those years. So it is if that's true, and chat, help us out here, if you... Yeah, because how long uh, was the master stuck? In that false identity. We don't know. For false identity. Oh, as the as old man? As the old man, because it was for a very long time. It had to be a fair, fair amount of time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it could be... That's. I mean, that's a, that's a, that could be a really interesting twist, mm-hmm. is that Missy is before the other version of the new Who Master that we got, so she... But that sort of makes her growth here... Irrelevant? Well, not really. So, essentially, because there's always the chance that she's playing the Doctor. So, there's a chance that the Doctor, seeing that she couldn't, she, seeing that she would never um, change, opted to have her remove her memories and put it in the in the thing. And so that's, and like place her at the end of the universe so that he, she, and then subsequently he would live out the rest of the master's life there mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. until they died a normal regular person and then it'd death. be like a closed loop because the doctor already knows what's going to happen to the master so he's like officially like closed the loop on the master right Maybe. yeah that that I mean that holds up that like her regretting all this uh, yeah puts like puts it in the the watch or mm. yeah, was it, it was in a watch yeah yes. right? um, there's memories if you go back and watch that episode uh, I like this theory. Um, it, uh, it's not necessarily exactly uh, what I want to see, but it works. It adds up. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, people in the chat are saying to why the TARDIS uh, vamped away. Uh, uh, it may have just been a time locked event. Mm-hmm. So, sort of similar to what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, um, uh, or Missy messed with it and knew what was up the whole time. Yeah. Uh, the fact that the the TARDIS can, I guess, just move those levers and stuff on their yeah. own. Part of me starts to think, like, what if there was an invisible person in that room? <laughs> and we're mm-hmm. going to get a callback to uh, Listen from two seasons ago, <laughs> where the Doctor thinks oh, there's yeah. just beings everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and I always felt like that episode needed a, a, an answer mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. We'll get it this season. And then it turns out there was a monster there the whole time! Oh. And they triggered the TARDIS. Um... But yeah, I, I get. I, I don't think it's nothing. I don't think it's the TARDIS just because they wouldn't have bothered with. I, I feel like it would have been easier to just show it from outside. Mm-hmm. But showing the buttons moving and the levers switching, yeah. mm-hmm. to me implies something more sinister than just the TARDIS got out of there. Yeah. 
Um, Otherwise, I think you address it and you do a one-line write-off for the TARDIS knew I had to stay to do Mm -hmm. God Save the Queen. Mm -hmm. Right. Because they've done that in the past. Yeah, and it's easy enough to just explain that away. But the fact that they didn't speaks more to me than any... uh, Like, not saying anything says more, I think, than Mm -hmm. saying something. And that would kind of explain why we see John Sim. Because there's also the thing of, like, we don't see all that in-between time when John Sim stole the TARDIS. So when he becomes... um, when he like regenerates at the end of that season, way back or in the middle of that season, yeah, um, we just see him take the TARDIS and he's gone. And it it comes down to like I think Captain Jack has to get them back to the future or something or back to the present. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so like I was like, God, there's all this stuff that we just never got to see with the Master and like his his traveling back and like incorporating himself into society. Mm. And maybe that's why we get to see John. So yeah. Maybe. Even though we see them interact, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so, I'm I'm bad at human things. Um, really? So yes. Something you need to tell us. You're not a mission. human. I don't. I don't understand what happened at the end of the episode with Ma- with Missy and the Doctor, where he's like, "This can't be," and she's like, "Are you okay?" Yeah, what's that about? I, I don't get that. I don't get it. And okay, so as long as it wasn't just me. Mm-hmm. So here's here's my interpretation of it. Okay, um, but that's fair that there was like they they gave you very little to go on. Mm-hmm. Okay, from that. Um, so let's track it through. Nardal goes back, doesn't know how to get back to the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Panics, knows there's a Time Lord in a vault downstairs. Mm-hmm. Can you help me get back to the Doctor? She said it would be easier for me to show you. Sound they're setting it up to sound like she is gonna like uh back like uh like uh betray him? Betray him. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. Um double cross is what Double cross for. was the word yes. I was looking for. Thank you. Um but instead she does exactly what uh she yeah, was asked to. Yeah. She she takes the TARDIS and goes and gets the Doctor, mm-hmm. and they come home. Or mm-hmm. in theory, mm-hmm. um, we cut before that. But mm-hmm. so the conversation is, you know, you have to go back in the vault. Yeah. And to which she said is just like reiterating the question: Are you okay? Mm-hmm. To me, the show is saying, uh, "This is Missy. This is good Missy." Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. where she came to help. And she wants to know if the doctor's okay because mm-hmm. he was trapped on an alien planet with a bunch of ice warriors. Mm-hmm. Are you okay? But it sounded more like she was. It sounded more like what you say when someone is going insane. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, "Are you okay? Are you sure you're okay?" Like yeah. it didn't seem like a oh you're back from a journey. It felt like uh, there was a, a sense of madness in him, yeah. and she was checking on his mental health. Yeah, and also I, I felt like that she asked that because why would the TARDIS come get her? You know, like the tar- if if there is a the TARDIS has like some type of intelligence to it, um, and the TARDIS kind of allowed the the Doctor to steal it way back when or her or whatever. Um, 
then maybe there is a reason for for Missy to kind of be concerned. Is she kind of like, why did the TARDIS come get me? Yeah. <laughs> like, or like, why can I control the TARDIS now? That shouldn't be something so easily done. I think right. she could always fly the TARDIS. She can always I think fly she's done it. it. But she's done it before. But for the TARDIS to start for her and not for Nardal. Nardal, who's been flying it for, at this point, hundreds of years. Or at least a hundred years. That's true. Yeah, um, it's been at least like minorly piloting. We've seen yeah, him do it. yeah. So is there is that where mm. that concern comes from? Where she's kind of like something must be going on with you if the, if the TARDIS is no longer trusting you. Interesting. Uh, yeah, Jacob Albert is saying the reprogramming is starting to affect her. That's how I read it. But I think mm. your guys' thoughts on it are way more interesting mm. um, because it implies that uh, the idea that that like what if this is all in the Doctor's head? Mm. This is him going crazy. In mm-hmm. some way, mm-hmm. uh, the doctor, a mad doctor, an actually like crazy doctor, seems mm-hmm. like a real scary thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, for the, the, the doctor to break bad. Mm. I want to watch that season. <laughs> uh, I want to watch it. I would so watch an evil doctor season. Yeah. <sighs> oh. Sorry, now I'm thinking about that. <laughs> Um, um, I, it holds up the theory that I said last week, which Adrian, you weren't here for. Mm. But my theory is, um, at the end of all this, uh, Missy regenerates, mm-hmm. as, and the Doctor does at the same time. And next season is the Doctor with a freshly regenerated, like Missy's doing all the stuff to like re to like get her like make herself better. Mm-hmm. And you have a Master who wants to be good mm-hmm. as the new companion. Mm. To the doctor, mm. two timelines, and I think that would work really interesting with a with a female doctor mm-hmm. and with a like a younger uh, male master, mm. uh, which because those two characters just where they are, mm-hmm. no, like I, I I hope no shipping, yeah, uh, but I think that that makes a very interesting dynamic between yeah. the two, especially as they travel, especially mm-hmm. going into the past where you have this like protege master mm-hmm. who's like kind of evil but trying to be better mm-hmm. and a, a, a female doctor and like all the times that like sexist assholes from the past mm-hmm. will turn towards the master oh, first yeah, yeah. Uh, there's just, I think there's something really interesting in that like in that setup yeah you could do that yeah or I would just I mean if we're gonna go with the bad doctor like let's go with the bad doctor the chat sa- <laughs> the chat says uh I don't want an evil doctor from Katie Robinson. Uh, 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 yeah, conflicted. Dark, maybe. Not evil. Not evil, but there's always been that kind of... We've always brushed up against the fact that the doctor has this ability to go super dark. Yeah. And and then somebody talks him out of it. But what if? What if there's a situation where he is paired with the Master's companion and there's no one there to, to touch on like any type of quote unquote humanity in the doctor mm-hmm. so cause like it, it really is sometimes companions talking him down from a cliff so if there's no one there to do that then maybe yeah. I yeah. would I'd just give me like three episodes of Bad Doctor <laughs> <laughs> come on it would be interesting mm-hmm. um do you guys have any other thoughts on the Empress of Mars as an episode before we go into some news and gossip uh n- no, no. No. no, like people yeah. died. I mean, that was cool. I mean, I, I know that sounds really weird. Oh, the weapon Dude, was crazy. The weapon yeah. was awesome. It just like turned you into a ball. It's like a garbage compactor. Yeah. Yes. 
for people. Yeah. I love it because in my mind, I just I superimposed everyone's blood just gushing out of their orifices because that's what would happen. But it's <laughs> it's a kids show, so they can't have that. Yeah. But like that just that's what I imagine. As soon as they cut away from the um the little man balls, yeah. it's just like it becomes a squishy <laughs> puddle of just, guts. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's I, what would happen. <laughs> I was happy that people, you know, sometimes a doctor he brings people back, and you're like, why? Come on, come Cons- on! They consequences. Um, so that was it. Was nice. I felt really bad when that little black dude died because he was like. Had a, a wife or he had a, a, he had a girl, and he was just like, oh, yeah. I just want to do right by her, and you shouldn't even, even listen to that d bag. I was confused about the politics of him being married to a white woman in Victorian. I don't know if, if that was I know yeah. it was illegal over here, but <laughs> like, I don't know about over there. Yeah, everyone was treating him real good for like the time. <laughs> I was like, hmm. interesting. Okay, we won't touch on that. <laughs> they did just. I mean, they glossed over it, which yeah. like. Uh, I'd rather just have some a character that's there, and mm-hmm. we don't again like we were saying uh, about uh, Erica from a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can have a diverse cast and not make it about them being diverse. Yeah, yeah but, but Victorian England, <laughs> right? It, it begs so, it begs some questions. <laughs> yeah. That's fair because I don't know if you remember the fish episode. Yeah, she but, was uh, getting it hard. Like, yeah, people oh, yeah. were Real coming hard. for her left and right. And even okay. in this episode, he like the the sympathetic captain laughed in her face if she were, at, at the idea of a woman being the police. Like, so they ain't as progressive as we want them to yeah, be. Yeah, that's so fair. Like, like, that's fair. I did love the Empress, like, calling Bill out. Yeah. And being like, this male crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. But, yeah. It was kind of like, mm, if you're going to do it in one episode set in, like, it's a very similar time, not necessarily at the exact time, but similar. Very, very close. Yeah, yeah. very close. Then, I mean, don't ignore that. Like, <laughs> would this man be married to a white woman in Victorian England? Would that be legal? Would people be cool with it? I'm going to say no. And, uh, <laughs> but maybe, maybe like this guy, like we need to get this guy's backstory. Yeah, give me some to, of that backstory. Like, to see all the stuff that he had to do and all the stuff he went through to get the earn, to earn the respect of all these people yeah. to where they're not like, you're great for being a black guy. You're, they're like, <laughs> you're great and we love you forever. Right. He's like, cool, I've been, I've been shoveling poop for 30 years. Yeah. You know? Or what's his face from Game of Thrones was the bad guy who first gets squished. Marin, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marin, the the man who slept with women and or not or children and Arya like mm. yeah yeah because she he killed someone he killed a child mm-hmm. that guy married yeah. something yeah whatever um, all right let's talk about some news and gossip yeah after buzz TV news um so some of you guys I know have heard um this is just like. It doesn't actually, there's no real news, but Russell T. Davies supposedly knows who the new doctor is. Uh, it's so funny that he's the one talking about it. Like, well, yeah. I, somebody was like bugging him in a, uh, at a in an interview, uh, this guy, Andy Vision, okay. was interviewing him at the British LGBT Awards, mm-hmm. and, and Russell T. Davies was there, and he was like trying to dodge questions. He's like, I don't work on the show anymore. Yeah. More like paraphrasing, he's like, dude, I don't work on the show. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna leave that to them. Like, mm-hmm. I've been there and I know I'm just leaving it to them. Mm-hmm. But then he got pressed on it and he responded with, and I do know who it is. 
Oh, okay. So mm. supposedly he could just be messing with people. Okay. Like, if I was in his position, I would mess with people all the time. Are you kidding <laughs> yeah. me? That'd be so much fun. Right. Look at how much we're talking about. He, all he said was, I know who it, <laughs> it is. is. Yeah. There's nothing to go on. He didn't use gender pronouns yeah. or yeah. like anything specific. Yeah. or be, He wasn't like, but you're going to be interested in it. Yeah. Nothing. You just yeah. kind of know it is. Um, and then the article doesn't include him going, it's your mother, and then walking away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Um, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so he knows who it is. Okay. Uh, it makes sense. They're getting ready to shoot the Christmas special. So we're uh, all about to know. Because they never do a good job of fighting the yeah, Christmas special. Yeah, I, I would love if they pulled off not revealing it until mm-hmm. it airs. Uh, but I do not believe that the BBC is capable of that kind no. of secrecy. That's like HBO level, like Game of Thrones finale, mm-hmm. like marked scripts and like... De- death sentences mm-hmm. if you sp- like only like even Marvel like probably is like one of the best at it is not this good yeah uh-huh. um, last time they I mean they had a the BBC just like embraced it announced and they're it, like yeah. we're gonna have a big thing to announce the doctor so I think they're probably gonna go that route I think yeah. like the only way they could do it is to have like three different actors who are like prominent just walking around on set when they're shooting mm-hmm. <laughs> like just being like near the TARDIS when they're shooting or- and so then we're all like like which one? Who is it? Here's, here's how you do it: you have David Tennant and Matt Smith both show up to set, yeah, like throughout, like re, like consistently throughout the uh, the shoot of the Christmas special. Mm. Everyone's so distracted because there's David Tennant, and there's Matt Smith over there. Right. You don't even notice this this like person in the middle. That you're like, that's the doctor there. But you're like, yeah, but David Tennant's over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they um, but yeah, I mean, they would have to just cast like a bunch of people that could be the doctor in the Christmas special, and then you don't know who it is. Like yeah. they'd have to like basically use a dummy list, which I would feel so terrible for all of those actors that aren't the doctor. I think they'd have a lot of fun. Oh yeah, them. I mean. If, someone, if I were a prominent British actress and they were like, do you want to just come and mess around on Doctor Who set for like a day or two? I'd be like, yes, I will be there. Do I get to play around in the TARDIS? Do I get to like fly the, fly the TARDIS? I'm there. I'm there. What do you want me to do? That's fair. Uh, Walker the Seven thinks we'll know by August. Mm, probably. Uh, but yeah. I, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. I mean, we'll we've see. got time. We still have what? Three episodes left uh, for this season. this season, and then the Christmas episode. Christmas episode is when we find out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he will regenerate in the Christmas special. Yes. Um, or maybe they'll trick us, and uh, it'll be at the end of the season. Maybe they pulled it off. I, I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I doubt it. It's Johnson. Um, that would, but that yeah. would be the way to do this: is to tell us. That's how you draw enough attention away from it. You tell us it's happening in the Christmas special. Yeah. And you actually do it in the finale. Yeah. Because um, no one's, people aren't really looking yeah. for it there. Um, they're distracted by David Bradley. Mm. See, there's my there's my strategy at work. Mm-hmm. We're distracted by, the what, oh, what's David Bradley going to be doing? Mm-hmm. And then, like, we don't even notice that they've cast this, like, random dude in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they do it like um, how they shot uh, the Nick Fury appearance in the first Iron Man. Where I don't know. It's just at the end. If you heard, well, no, but what they did to shoot that, how like nobody found out, they literally like picked up uh, Samuel Jackson, like from his house or whatever, Mm -hmm. in a completely blacked out SUV, Mm -hmm. drove the SUV onto like onto the stage Mm. with a skeleton crew. 
got him out of the car onto the set and then put him back in the SUV and drove him home. What? So that nobody except the crew that had to be filming saw him. No one on the lot saw Samuel L. Jackson there that day. That's crazy. Nice. Uh, Stuff like that. Yeah. That's the kind of strategy you need, BBC. Right? Get it Call together, Disney BBC. and figure out how they do it. <laughs> we know you've got money now. I've seen the difference between Series 8 and Series 10, okay? Like, you've got money. Yeah, you're rolling it. Uh, right. Uh, well, that's going to do it for the Doctor Who after show at After Buzz TV. Uh, let us know what you guys thought of Empress of Mars. Do you, do you agree with us? Do you feel strongly? Uh, do you disagree strongly? Like, do you, did you guys love this episode? Did you hate this episode? Or are you more or less with us? Mm-hmm. Um, let us know. Uh, let us know. Continue to theorize with us on what Missy is doing. Why did the TARDIS vanish? We want to know all your theories because I bet there's something even cooler that we didn't think of. Leave yeah. it for us in the comments below or send it to us on Twitter. Continue the conversation. Uh, you can find me at that Zach Wilson, T H A T Z A C H W I. L-S-O-N. And look out in the coming weeks for the Killjoys after show as soon as it comes back on Sci-Fi. Oh, me? Oh, hi. Uh, I'm Adrian Snow. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Adrian Snow. You can also catch me on the Unproduced Table Read on Popcorn Talk and for the Handmaid's Tale on uh, or Unproduced Table Read on Friday. It's Handmaid's Tale on After Buzz on Thursdays. And I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. T A U R I J Y. That's weird. Uh, (laughs) All right, guys, this has been the Doctor Who After Show. Thank you for geeking out with us. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. God save the Queen! (laughs) (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 